This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters, and I do mean that. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, isn't it? 2022. I finally got the date right. It's only been 10 days I've been doing this. Did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> Dave Biddle still on vacation, as you can see. Man, that guy takes long vacations. But Bax and I are here to cover it. If you are watching this on YouTube or the Twitter or the Book of Face, do all the liking and the smashing of the buttons and the stuff that helps us. But today we are going to talk about what else? Ohio State's ridiculous ability to add high-quality wide receivers. And here's my question. Brian Hartline is very good at his job. So good that as I sat to think about this yesterday and wanted to compare him to someone doing something, I had to get hyperbolic because I'm not sure there's anybody doing anything right now as well as Brian Hartline is doing his job. So here's your question, and this is topical, current events user kind of fun. Who's better, Brian Hartline at recruiting wide receivers or Steph Curry at shooting three-pointers? I don't know if I can answer that because I don't know the answer. Because Curry doesn't miss either. That took so, me a while to come up with that one. Yeah, they have this in common. They neither of them miss very often. That's for sure. Uh, I, I think, I think you have to give the nod at this point to uh, to Heartline after the two first rounders last year. But it's a, it's a very good debate. I can't take anything away from Steph Curry after he just won his what fourth ring. Is it four for him now? But just so, think about this: Who else is doing anything? In sports, mind you, in business or government, we know that's not happening. Yeah, right. Doing anything in sports right now better than Brian Hartline is recruiting wide receivers. I realize when you start to talk in such absolutes, it's ridiculous. But I, I, I think he's literally rewriting the record book. Yeah, and the class that he's shaping up to bring in, I mean, was it 10 stars worth of receiver this week already? Uh, it, it's shaping up to be maybe the greatest recruiting class for OSU receivers since what, two years ago under Brian Hartline, three years ago under Brian Hartline. Yeah, I mean, this will be the best ever. If he gets who we're thinking, yes, if we add another Rogers and then God forbid what happens after that. But if you Bryson Rogers, Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis, Noah Rogers, look, other, team, other teams need receivers, by the way, it's not like you just go to the top eight defensive linemen and say, well, I'll take four. Yeah, right. It, it's, it's staggering. I mean, it really is. I mean, I I, I constantly uh, use the word zenith, 
Dude is rewrite, rewriting it every day. And like we said yesterday, they added Brandon Ennis. Car- Tate, Carnell Tate was there catching passes from Dylan Rayola. So try and put it's, it all in perspective for us. We should be very optimistic. On paper, this is the highest rated re- receiver set of four ever go to a single school. And the reason we know that is because OSU had that already a couple years ago. And these guys are combined higher rated. I think three of them are top 50 overall players. And I can tell you right now, Bryson Rogers, when this is all said and done, is going to move into the top 200. He's too low right now. And that's that's just that'll adjust after camp season and everything. And we get into the fall. So what Brian Hartland's doing is he's essentially going out and saying, I'm going to have the greatest recruiting class. Again, he's one upping himself. There's nobody else even in the ballpark. And at this point, if you're a wide receiver, why would you go anywhere else? There's zero reason to go anywhere but Ohio State. You know you have an elite quarterback. That's you huge. have a coach. You have a coach right now who, if he wasn't crushing it so badly in college football coaching wide receivers, could probably get a call from an NFL team and go out and have a decent game at, at any point in time during the fall. He's still like practically playing at this level while coaching. Remember a couple years ago, right before he was named the, the wide receivers coach, he geared up for practice during bowl season just to make life hard on the defensive backs. I mean, this is a guy who had a $30 million NFL contract, and he's out here grinding out all these top 50 receivers. It's insanity. You don't see that. Heartland's a very unique, special individual. Exactly. And we're very lucky he wants to be at Ohio State. He's not. A, he doesn't seem like a climber either. Like I'm sure he's going to be excited to continue to have bigger and better roles at OSU as time goes up. But this isn't a guy who's like, well, I want to be listed as an offensive coordinator, so I'm going to go run off somewhere for $4 million at Texas or something dumb. The guy wants to be at OSU because he's a Buckeye, right? And he's absolutely crushing it at his job. There's nobody in, in, in sports better suited for the role they're in right now than Brian Hartline. There's no questions about it at this point. And some of the other factors, like you mentioned, I think, uh, I mean, I don't want to dip into dudes personally. This is a guy who's financially independent. He came to coaching with a fat bank account already. And my hope is, you know, he's got young children. If he wants to raise them in Columbus and who wouldn't um, just very lucky, man. It's, I just hope people understand. I don't care what happens going forward. There's a very good chance. They'll never get this good again. And we shouldn't be complaining about that because we're going through a run here that literally. So here's a statistic that I heard yesterday, which is awesome. Ohio state has signed two five-star receivers in the last 24 hours. Michigan has signed one in school history. Okay. It's, it's hard to put into words what's going on, but uh, I think we just tried to do that a little bit about Ennis and the questions. Um, yes, I believe he'll be more of a slot receiver. The comparison I heard is Jarvis Landry with better speed. We'll take it. Um, yeah, I'd be on board with that. Yeah considering you've got Carnell Tate in the mix as well, which is totally impressive. But, backs, we're going to discuss something that's starting to bubble up on the boards and a vibe that's coming. Yes, we are adding all these elite offensive players, and the Hall at receiver is going to be legendary, especially in light of the fact that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are doing very well in their respective spots. I read an article about New Orleans yesterday and Jameis Winston just gushing about uh, Chris Olave. So that's awesome. By the way, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, and and Michael Thomas, not a bad trio. Um, Still, we are not adding the guys 
on the defensive line that we may want. If you could have anybody left in the class of 2023, who would it be and why? Mateo Ungalale. I don't have to think twice. Uwe Ungalale. Uwe Ungalale, is that how you say it? DJU's little brother. How's that? Mateo right. U. How's that? I'll, I'll pronounce Dave's, it correctly. Big Dave's son, probably better. Big Dave's younger son, not his older son, who doesn't seem like he's doing great at Clemson, but Big his Dave younger is son. definitely in charge, by the way. Big Dave is definitely in charge. Mm-hmm. But uh, at this point, the here's the conversation piece for, for me on this. I'm excited we got these receivers, but we're so over the moon about Brian Hartline's capability that I'm not surprised. So, like, there's not this, like, whoa, wow, woohoo, surprise to this. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, great, that's fantastic, good job. We got Dominic Rayola. It was like, yeah, great, fantastic. I expect this from Brian Hartline. I expect this from Ryan Day. What I want to see, what gets me jumping in excitement right now, is finishing with defensive recruits like we did last year. Last year, we had seven guys in our class on the defensive side of the football in the top 130 of the 24-7 composite. That's the top half of the 24-7. We had seven guys. Right now, OSU's class has exactly one of those guys right now. All right? And that's Dijon down in Florida at cornerback. He's number 95. I want Mateo. I want Caleb Downs. I want Mm. these defensive players to come to OSU that are hyper elite, like we're getting on the offensive side of the ball. Because the offensive side of the ball in this class – for 2023 outside of a quarterback which let's face it with Rayola and 24 I mean, if we get a guy we can get a guy but Ryan Day also that's the other thing about quarterbacks I never worry because we've had twice now where Ryan Day has lost what we thought was his top option his top option wasn't perfect and he just casually goes out and picks up CJ Stroud late or he casually goes out and picks up Devin Brown late so like I'm not worried about the quarterback at OSU I'm not worried about wide receiver at OSU I'm worried about those defensive guys right when Mateo was here a couple weeks ago for his camp there for his visit that was one I was like oh I want that guy I I want to see these top 200 defensive players these top 100 defensive players coming to Columbus and making a difference because if you look at what's happened since Ryan Day took over every year we get elite players but it seems like every other year on defense is when we land the elite players we did last year the year before not so much but the year before that, we had Jack Sawyer, JTT, and all these other guys. So we're shaping it up better. Then, So then the year before those, though, we didn't have those guys during the transition period. We've got to keep landing these elite defensive players, keeping the closet stocked. Because right now, look at last year. Who were our best D linemen? They're all true freshmen, right? Because we, we had gotten these elite guys in, JTT. We had gotten Jack Sawyer. We had gotten Tyleek Williams in. I want more. I want more Hero Kanus. I want more of those guys coming in. I want more C.J. Hicks, who's probably starting this year for the Buckeyes. You know what C.J. Hicks was? A top 10 national recruit on defense last year, like literally three months ago. So you know what? Let's get those guys. That's what I want. That's what I'm excited about seeing. That's what will get me jumping up and down in excitement. These other ones, they're fantastic, right? But you come, become a little numb to greatness eventually, right? Like eventually it's like, yeah, Jordan won another title, right? Like <laughs> Brian Hartline landed another top – 50 wide receiver like of course of course he did he's brian hartline what i want to see is jim Knowles bringing those guys in now because we can't win games 50 to 45 persistently and expect to win national championships so that's where my head's at right now the the elites are being elite let's see if these other guys can recruit at the same level so show me some defensive players in this class now that's when i'll get really excited i'd have to assume that when you think back to you know since Urban took over. When you think back to when Ohio State was really at its best and when you really thought, honestly, in your heart of hearts, that they could go on the field and beat anyone, there was a Bosa or a Young on the team. Um, 
I just remember in third and long, I once yelled at the game. I yelled out Bosa time mm-hmm. for Nick. And his dad actually turned around and looked at me. And dude got a sack about three seconds later. I'm not even sure his dad's head was turned around again. That's <laughs> just – that's those guys, I call them erasers. Um, you can make a ton of mistakes and then two plays in a row, they're just changing the field. The, the immediate pressure to put on the quarterback. And look, the idea that you would get another – you know, Chase Young, Nick, or Joey is kind of um, is asking for a lot. Those are three of arguably the best five defensive ends walking planet Earth. It's a big place. But they yep. need someone. They need Sawyer or JT or somebody to become that werewolf on the edge that literally just changes the game and you know, cuts out half the field. They have not had that. And um, look – you do not put up 500 passing yards on the team if you're getting to the quarterback like that. I don't care what style of offense you're going against. So that needs yep. to be handled, and it needs to be handled soon. We're going to take a quick break here, just a second, for those on the podcast and come right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. Let's discuss this before having questions. Dylan Rayola was on campus yesterday with Dayton Rayola, class of 2026 quarterback. Is there any doubt that his nickname will be the gem, considering Dayton, Ohio is the gem city? I'm going to take the liberty of calling it Dayton, the gem Rayola. I now hope he commits just because his name is Dayton. I am sitting in Dayton, so I'm biased, but Certainly impressive. And let me tell you something. When you watch the tape, and there's plenty of video of Dylan Riola yesterday, this does not look like a guy going into his junior year of high school. No. no. Talk about what you think. What would you think of him seeing him on the hoof? And throwing to Carnell Tate, by the way. Yeah, it was good to see Carnell Tate catching passes from a Buckeye instead of catching NIL money from Tennessee. Sorry, Vols. Sure. Can't find guys. Yeah. But uh, the the – Rayola me looks like he was enrolling this summer at OSU and is ready to start his college career. And now we know that's a bad idea after the Quinn Ewers experience, but like he looks like a guy who's already ready to, to walk right onto a college campus and be ready to play. I mean, he's, he's something special. The, the tightness on the spiral from him and the arm strength is impressive. And you know what? Here's the other thing about this kid is that he, he seemed like he was always really engaged. He seems like he's already heavily recruiting. Talk to mm-hmm. there was Stacy Gage talking yesterday about how Rail is all over him. Stacy Gage is a very highly rated twenty four running back. If you guys haven't started looking at the twenty twenty four class, not you, Dan, but everybody listening, and he's a guy who, you know, this is this is the kind of thing that happens when you have a quarterback committed that early. Because the number one thing that helps any recruiting class is an elite quarterback committed extremely early. Rail is already out there recruiting his butt off. So I, I have no doubt for the Buckeyes that this is not only an elite level player when he gets here but he's going to be bringing in elite level players with him just because of his sheer presence. No, he's going to do a great job on the trail. He's already done it. Um, I don't think it hurt this week when they were looking at their future and knew that uh, they'd have a Riola tossing them the ball. We're going to take some questions here from the group. If anyone's wondering, uh, wants a huge breakdown of what's going on at these camps, 
don't forget Thursday's show is Mark and Bill. It's kind of pointless for us to sit here and go through it when the two best guys in the business are there and will come tomorrow and give us the gospel. So we will go into detail on all the recruiting. Stacy Gage, you mentioned number two running back in the country was here yesterday. Is that good? But um, maybe so I don't know. that sound good. <laughs> all right. Tom Pauly question. Is Ohio State still in the running for Tackett Curtis? I only ask because I haven't mer- heard much on him lately. Um, I will handle this. Yes. I know there's and- been some talk about Wisconsin. He is a main priority for Jim Knowles. Um, I would not be t- totally worried about that. And as far as Wisconsin thinking they have him locked up, I need to only point you towards the creamsicle jerseys and thoughts of Carnell Tate to let you know what happens when other fan bases think they have a guy locked up in competition with the Buckeyes. Does not happen on a, on a on a consistent basis. And Tackett Curtis is one of those top half of the twenty four seven composite kids that I was just talking about on defense. He's one I want for Correct. sure. Yeah, he's he's their top target at linebacker, if not Troy Bowles, who will be here later this week, which is another story. That's another name. Yep, that's we'll another get, name. Yeah, we'll get into that one tomorrow. Do you guys think Ohio State is getting Noah Rogers today? I have heard it's possible. Nothing would surprise me. Um, I don't have the same vibe I had the last few days, but like we said, Steph Curry's good at shooting three pointers. Brian Hartline is good at recruiting wide receivers. I don't question anything they do ever when it comes to those. I think Brian Hartline needs to stretch his arms a little bit and, you know, they have a little excitement spread out here. He's getting it all out in one week. Yakov 22 kind of hits on a topic we discussed backs, but you can double down. Bax, if allowed, would you be in favor of Ohio State trading a five-star wide receiver for a high four-star defensive tackle? Only if they have a floppy belly. No, absolutely. I would do this in a heart. Do you know how easy this would be for OSU? We'd have Heartland recruit twenty the, the top 20 wide receivers and just trade them for defensive players the whole time. We'd have everybody we want in the country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's silly. Um. <laughs> That's already taken place, Yakov 22. Clearly, let's just, let's put a, a, a pin in this one. Brian Hartline will not leave Ohio State because of money. No. I can, I can guarantee you that. Um, yeah. Ohio State has plenty of it. They are acutely aware of how good he is. I don't think Ryan Day um, sees a future at Ohio State without Brian Hartline. So those questions are... While justified, given the fact that if we lost him, I might have to take a few days off and the, the morning five would go silent in mourning. Um, I don't think there's, like we discussed earlier, there's so many factors working in Ohio State's favor here. We're just very lucky to have the dude. Mm-hmm. Jeff 25, I want to believe that Ohio State has a real shot at Caleb Downs, the Georgia safety who will be here this weekend. And the thought is it is an Alabama-Ohio State tussle at this point. But I still have my doubts. I've seen Ohio State lose similar battles uh, recently. See Zion Branch and Xavier Nwangpa, who went to USC and Iowa, respectively, two big-time safeties that I will say it. There were points in time in last year's recruiting cycle that I thought they were getting Branch and Nwangpa. They got neither. Um, Your thoughts? Oh, I think we're also scarred by Jordan Battle. That didn't help either. Fair. But – uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think Caleb Downs is one where I'm hopeful, but I'm not necessarily expecting to land him. And some of these Southern kids, you know, he, 
I will say this. There's a long track record of safeties from Georgia that are highly rated coming to Ohio State. Hello, Von Bell Academy. But uh, I, I think that we're in a spot where I really would like to land downs. I think OSU is going to give their absolute best punch. And if they do land downs, that is you – know, there's another top 10 defensive national player that – or is he 11th maybe? Like he's, he's, he's right up there. And He's the top safety in the country. Yeah. You have to get those kind of kids, and you have to beat Alabama for those kind of kids if you want to beat Alabama for the national championship, period. So let's hope Knowles can knock it out of the park. Here's an opportunity. Let's see if we can grab it because I don't know if we're necessarily the favorite, but I don't think we're so far behind that we have to assume we're not going to get him either. Benjamin Smith disagrees with us. He thinks he's going to go to Georgia. I guess that's possible. If you're deciding between Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, you're basically just headed right to the NFL. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not sure what you guys say. Look at this one. Franklin Coons, JSU is America's team. I assume he means Jackson State. I have to admit, I am pulling for Jackson State to do really well. But here's what I would say. How long is primetime going to be there? One you're more year start- before the state hires him. Yeah, you're already starting to hear rumblings of Georgia Tech. And every recruit he gets there, there's a better chance he leaves. And – don't forget about the transfer portal. He can take them all with him pretty much. So. Recruits are all going to follow him. That's, that, that, that's literally the story around the cornerback who went there last year was, oh, I'll just go with Dion for a year and we'll go to Florida State together. It was like what somebody said about him. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's, it's all it is. Dion's going to take every one of these kids he wants with him in the transfer portal. Apply the golden rule here, Bucknutters. What if you were Florida State? Who would you want to be the coach? They need to do something to upset the apple cart and turn the juice back on. And let's be fair. You may not like Deion Sanders. The dude, whatever he touches in football, seems to turn to gold. It would be so good. I rooted for the Cowboys when he was on the team, and he was the best player on the team. That's just not an arguable point. Anyway. It would be so good for college football if he Agreed. was at Florida State, too. Wouldn't that, that, that just has to happen, right? Completely. By the way, his also his son, Shador Sanders, very good follow. The dude is hilarious. And his son does the best impression of Deion Sanders you would ever hear. His son could, like, call the bank and get them to move some money around using his dad's voice. It's that impressive. Let's finish with this. Derek Williams. Is Ohio State in the running for John Walker out of Florida, the defensive tackle? They are. And let me tell you something. This is a guy whose rating does not reflect how good he is. I've watched – if you watch him on tape, this is a guy who – who I'm just telling you, he fits the modern defensive tackle in terms of he's got super long arms. His punch is incredible. He can rush the passer, and he can stop the run. John Walker – his name is average. His game is not. Your thoughts? Uh, he's the second player I would have named after Mateo that I want in this class. I mean, that you know, we're talking about trading one of these receivers for a D tackle. Yes, him. Heartbeat. No question. Zero debate. That kid, uh, I, by the end of this being all said and done in the, the ranking process, he's going to be even higher up. No question in my mind. Uh Anytime you can pull a, a, a elite defensive tackle out of the South, it's a, a cause for, you know, Dwayne Long running naked through the streets. And um, I'll be right there with him if we can land John Walker, because that is that, that that's the player. When we talk about players that we that, that we want to jump out of our seats out of excitement mm-hmm. for, it's the John Walkers of the world, because we need more of them if we want to win another one of these. So I, I think that's just where we're at right now. 
I want John Walker and I want Mateo. How do I say it? Ngale? Uwe Ungale. Uwe Ungale. Okay. I want I want Mateo Uwe Ungale and John Walker more than probably any other recruits that are out there. Though I don't I won't turn down uh Bowles or Curtis at running or linebacker either. Uh I'll I'll take them too. <laughs> or, or Caleb Downs if the Downs or Caleb Downs or, uh, we, we we could name we could sit here for a while naming kids that I want to end up at OSU on the defensive side of the football. But let's start with those five. That seems like a pretty good base. If if they land even three of them, we've had a pretty darn good run in recruiting. So Agreed. fingers crossed. That's where we will end it. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow with more recruiting than you can shake a stick at. And then you guys make sure you have your weekend set. This is going to be the visit weekend to end all visit weekends. I've said this before. It is going to be the largest confluence of talent on Ohio State's campus since the pandemic darkened our days. So make sure you are ready for this weekend. Bax and I will be. The bucket comes on Sunday. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Bye.